Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in to Daily Bible Soup. I'm your host, Nate Wilcutt, and I'm excited to get into our verses today. God bless you, and thank you for tuning in. Hello. I'm thankful you guys are tuning in today. This is Pastor Nate. I'm sitting outside again doing this, so if you hear a little background noise, that's why. <laughs> but I think you'll be able to hear me just fine. We're going to finish up our chapter in Titus today. That's going to be Titus chapter 3, finishing up the book today. Verse 1, put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers to obey magistrates, to be ready to do every good work, to speak evil of no man, uh, to be no brawlers, but gentle, shewing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying, and these things I will uh, I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. A man that is a heretic after the first and second ad admonition reject, knowing that he that is such as subverted and sinneth being condemned of himself. When I shall send Artemis unto thee, or Tychicus, be diligent to come unto me to Nicopolis, for I have determined there to winter. Bring Zenos the lawyer and Apollos on their journey diligently, that nothing be wanting unto them, and let ours also learn to maintain good works for necessary uses, that they be not unfruitful. All that are with me salute thee. Greet them that love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. Amen. Amen. So be it, is what that means. As it is written, so it shall be. Um, a lot of what was said here um, is telling people, right off the beginning, it says, put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready uh, to every good work. Basically, prepare for the battles ahead and be ready to do every good work. Um to be attacked spiritually, to have to deal with the law and people persecuting them for their Christianity, having to deal with legal things. He's saying, be ready. He even says in the bottom here, make sure you, you know, he says, bring Zenos the lawyer in verse 13. Um, as Christians, we're not, uh, we're not exempt from battles, whether they be legal, spiritual, uh, physical, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, we're not told that we won't have to engage in those things. We will. And it's very important that during those times we hold true to Jesus Christ. We hold true to the word of God because that's what's going to get us through. Um, it tells us in verse 2 to speak evil of no man, to be not brawlers, but gentle, showing meekness unto all men. Meekness isn't weakness. That means it's power under control. Um, even if you could destroy someone's character you shouldn't do it even if you could physically beat someone up 
that's harassing you, you shouldn't do it. It's not that you're weak or scared or uh, uh, just couldn't do it. It's learning how to wrangle yourself in, um, you know, kind of brighting, you're kind of, kind of, you know, holding back the flesh that wants to pridefully lunge out and hurt and attack and uh, get justice for itself. You know, we don't, we don't need to speak evil of anyone. Um, it's okay to tell the truth, but when we go around gossiping and just talking about people and cutting their character down, even if they deserve it, we're messing up because we could spend more time being positive. Um, we have to show a different side because the next verse, verse three, it basically says we were foolish and disobedient and, um, we, we chased after lusts and pleasures and, um, we used to be, uh, attack people with malice and we were hateful and we envied others and we hated people. But if we're Christians now, we should be different. It shouldn't be that way anymore. Um, because of the kindness and the love of God, you know, if we're to imitate him, as it says in John's books, you know, if we are his, basically if we, if we ought to walk like he did, um, we ought to follow in his footsteps and we must love people. Uh, even when they're angry and mean toward us. Um, he saved us with his grace. We love because he first loved us. So we shouldn't be subject to fall into, you know, we shouldn't subject ourselves to allowing our flesh to take over. We should try to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh is what the Bible says. Um, as you can tell, I've got cars out here. <laughs> <sighs> Y'all, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not feeling well today. But you know, God's still good. He's still good. And, you know, I've tried and stressed over and over again to try to make this podcast just... I've tried to make several podcasts. I failed in a lot of them. Um, and I just want to do something simple as reading the Bible and talking about it. I'm not going to concern myself with a whole bunch of awesome gear and spending money, which I don't have the money to afford that anyway, but I'm not going to concern myself with having just the perfect sound, the perfect everything. I just want to give the word. If you hear cars in the background from time to time, you know, it's just because I want to, it's just, I'm chill. You know, I like to sit outside and think sometimes it's the best way I do. So yeah, sidetrack there, <laughs> side note. Um, tells us to be careful to maintain good works. We don't work for salvation, but we were saved to do the good works of God. You know, these things were preordained since the beginning of time. Um, God's sovereignty at work in that. And so we have to be devoting our time to good works and things that are lucrative to the gospel that actually add to God's kingdom. And we need to avoid fights. We need to avoid foolish questions, it says, and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. A lot of people love to debate, and I've learned, you know, even though I did it for a while, debated atheists, I debated, you know, it's just not worth it. Nothing good comes out of it. You are to defend the faith. It is good to have apologetics, to do as what Peter wrote, which is, you know, give an account for the faith, you know, when people want to know why it is you, you follow this. It's okay to be able to defend the Bible, but it's different to go out of your way just to fight with people. Be ready in season and out of season Season when people confront you and want to fight about your faith. Defend it, but don't waste your time just living that life of just fighting. I promise you it's depressing, sad, lonely, 
and you feel like you don't get a whole lot done and it's just an ego boost. Um, it says in verse 10, a man that is a heretic after the first and second admonition reject, um, knowing that he that is such a subverted incentive being condemned of himself. You try to correct someone that is going against the faith um, and they don't learn their lesson, you just have to reject them. Um, let God handle it. You know, uh, Paul wrote in his letters many times, give them over to Satan. Basically, let them have what they want, you know, and, and see where it ends up, you know, because sometimes it takes a hard smack from the devil to get somebody to realize they're dabbling in something they shouldn't be and they, sh they need to go back to their first love. Um, we see at the end, Paul always writes in the endings, he gives a shout out to people and, and tells, uh, you know, who he wants to be sent his way and tells them to be taken care of. Um, and that's, that's why pastors and, and preachers and things are paid by churches. You know, a lot of them move from their hometowns. I did this. Uh, that's why I'm a pastor now. You know, I left my hometown in faith to come up here and, and serve at this church. And it was a God thing. It's been great. Um, but I wouldn't have been able to do it if the church didn't support me. So it is biblical for the church to support ministers. The problem is there's a lot of ministers that abuse that, um, where they take tithe money, offer money and, you know, live in luxury while little old ladies are giving up all they got to try to support the church. And that is wrong. You need to have your needs met. I believe that if it's possible that, you know, the church can do what they can do to the best of their ability, but we're not supposed to rob people and we're not supposed to drain money out of people where they have nothing, you know, God will make a way, you know, um, but the churches should as the best of their abilities support their minister. And sometimes even if it wasn't money, they support them with other means, food, you know, uh, uh, housing, you know, sometimes that, sometimes just helping them in general with whatever. I work a job, you know, and I'm about to start on another adventure uh, to, to get another type of job, too, on top of all that I'm doing. Um, and if I ever made enough to support my family um, and not have to take money from the church, then I wouldn't take it. Uh, I would use it for something else, or I would take it, and then I would go use it for just church stuff. <laughs> um, you know, that's my, my dream is to not have to take pay from the church. I can just uh, do the best I can uh, and make money, you know, that supports my family completely and uh, where I don't have to rely on the church. I would be content with that. Um, I would literally take the money that is supposed to be my offering and I would use it in benevolence toward other people or whatever. That's just a dream of mine. I hope God answers that. Um, but it is okay for ministers to be taken care of by their churches. Paul said it often. In fact, he got mad once because nobody helped him. Um, you know, spreading the gospel is a hard thing, and we don't want to be shackled and chained to something to where we can't spread the gospel message. It's not an excuse, though. You can tell someone's just lazy and they want to just sit down, collect a check, and preach once a week. Ministry is a devoted practice. Like, you go see the sick. You go pray for the hurt and the dying. You know, you pray... Uh, you go and you, you reach out to the uttermost, the people that live in sin, uh, people that are oppressed demonically, possessed demonically. You know, that's that's a chore. That stuff, you you know, there's it's not just sitting around. A lot of people see glamour in it. And any pastor can tell you it's not glamorous all the time. It is nice to serve God and to be taken care of by the church. That's great. Um, and to fulfill your call, which is to preach the gospel to people and pray for people. All that's great, but there's sides of it people don't see. It's a chore 
um, on the body sometimes to go and do the things that we do. You know, I prayed with a person for two hours the other day. I'm not bragging about it. I'm just telling you, people don't see that, you know, and it wasn't a fun prayer service. Let me just say that, you know, sitting there with the person praying for two hours of battle, um, a battle for deliverance. And so, uh, and then I see the dying, you know, ministers have to deal with that where we see precious members dying um, and we have to be there to hold their hand, to pray for them, to do what we got to do to make them at peace. And, um, you know, tragedies happen, things happen. You know, you get concerned with people leaving the church. If they're mad at you, you have to deal with people fighting. You know, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that people don't see that ministers do. So that's why the church supports ministers because they try to handle all those things and pastor and shepherd a flock uh, in the right direction. And when you got, even if you only have a, a small church like mine that runs 50 to 70, you know, trust me, you get that many people in there as low numbers that can be to most people. You just imagine these big churches, you know, running 500 people, you know, <laughs> it's, that's hard. Um, so that's why it's in there to take care of ministers because they really have to sacrifice time and energy to try to help other people. Uh, and I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you, it is stressful. You know, um, there's, there's too much of a good thing every now and again, you know, and so you have to deal with it the best you can. Um, but it's nice to have support knowing that you can dedicate more time to the gospel. But anyway, guys, that is Titus and we finished it up. Thank y'all for tuning in and we'll be going over the next book starting, uh, uh, tomorrow, or I'm sorry, Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to start them. I think I'll start them on Monday. Uh, but either way, you'll see it when it loads next, but God bless you. Have a good one.